Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to Lost in the Groove with your host, Mike and Dave. Today, we'll be talking about life, society, as well as we can make things better, start a new day for a better tomorrow. Let's continue with the intro music so we can start today's podcast. guys and welcome to lost in the groove yeah <laughs> today is episode nine and uh we'll what's be... the season what is the season i don't know i think season it's three. three yeah all right so yeah. season three episode nine mm-hmm. so welcome and we'll be discussing uh just the state of affairs of where um, shout <clears> out <throat> To our awesome sponsor, Anchor.fm, the easiest way to start your own podcast. And guys, gals, be sure to check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash lost in the groove. And we also have a Discord page, so you guys can message us, chat with us, we can talk back with you. All the links will be in the description below. So let's get on today's topic so like uh always i always do this to mike because i'm fucking pathetic always mike take it away man all right let's take it away so we've talked about a lot of things throughout the uh season the cannabis products the derivatives the shilajit and kava and nootropics kratom um, kratom of course all of these we understand a little bit better now but when we reflect on what's going on in the legality, it's uh, it's a little more complicated. Some of these things uh, we we've talked about. Some of these things we haven't. But let's. Uh, I mean, one thing that we we've realized and noticed and have been put through is state legislation on how it affects. Medicinal plants in general, the unnormal, the absent understanding that we're dealing with humans that are making these products, not a bunch of fucking robots, and there's no there's no humanity in any of it. It's like, why can't I be able to move products from state borders? Because you can't. Because the other state has different protocols. Okay... The plants grow the same, and it's the same production processes. It can vary. What's the big deal? Well, there's also legal and taxes. You're like, aha! Aha! (laughs) Now we understand, you motherfuckers, why you did this shit. Because you want to make sure you make enough money, right? That that's it. You don't give a shit about us. You don't care on how we feel or if we need help. You just want your money. So that's why we can't move it through through borders. Just say that. Don't be a bunch of idiots and assholes and give us a whole bogus story. You know what the truth is. It's about money. Of course o- it's about money. Oftentimes it's about money. Like, how how are they going to make their money? Uh, but yeah, like, we've covered so much and it's been a great time. So, the state of affairs. The, uh, the world pertaining to plant-based and synthetic-based solutions and products... They're used by so many people every day. Um, 
as we do have a clearer understanding of this stuff, we've uh, we've made it to the point where we need to discuss a little more about the legal issues, the implications. So cannabis being one, we know that it has been increasingly making its way towards uh, some kind of legalization. And as more states over the years have passed legislation on medical use... Um, There's still states that it's still medically illegal. I mean, yeah, they, ha- they haven't passed any laws yeah. in terms of uh, medical use, but um, uh, we're still, I think, more than half of the union. It's quite a bit. I think it's over 30 states now that have um, medical, and a few of those are recreational. Very and, few. Um, but it's it's happening. It's mm-hmm. happening pretty rapidly. Um, all this has led up to this very point where Congress is now taking decriminalization and some sort of legalization a lot more seriously in ongoing talks to pass legislation that would certainly make it so sooner rather than later. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I have mixed feelings about this. We've talked about it in the podcast, but, um, you know, if you got medical laws, keep them. There's a question why now is the time we should be considering decriminalization and legalization. Um, not in a not in a bad way, but the the thought becomes really what's the well what's the agenda? Maybe I'm just I mean, maybe I'm just paranoid. Yeah, I mean, look, man, there's always there's always going to be an agenda, right? Like, any way we're going to fucking turn it, any way we're going to put it, there always is going to be uh, the, the outcome of like what they want. I mean, we said this like at the beginning of the podcast. All they give a two shits about is making their money. They don't give two shits about people that are dying of cancer, even though they, like, ingest cement solutions into our fucking bread all the time and formaldehyde in our milk. But, hey, you know, they give us cancer, and it's like, well, here's drugs, here's radiation. If you fucking make it, you'll live. (laughs) You know, you'll make it. Poor family members are sitting there watching their family member dying in front of them, but... Yeah, like, it's okay. I mean, we gave you cancer. It's okay. You'll be all right. Yeah, you'll be all right. But when it comes to cannabis, it's like, no, 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 no. That, that, that's different. That's, uh, it's the, the Mexican drug, right? It's the, it's the, the drug of the, the, the copper people of this country. Oh, it's bad. It's very bad. Never heard that term, copper people. Yeah. That yeah, that was a very horrible term to use. Bad. Disgusting. <laughs> wow. I've never heard that before. Copper people, yeah. Maybe I'm just... I'm going to stop saying that because it's making me uncomfortable. Okay. But Please do so. <laughs> like, so why are they doing that now, right? Yeah, that's really what I, what I consider. I, I, I can't help but wonder what's the, what's the overall agenda. Why now? I mean, I heard Amazon was pushing for legalization too. Uh, I don't know if you guys heard about that, but let's be real. There's... Uh, there's obviously it's for personal gain and they do mention it. They say, well, we don't want to have to screen people. It's already hard enough to get employees for, to fill the jobs that we're creating across the nation. And we don't want to have to screen for marijuana since so many people smoke it already. And, Uh um, and I thought like, okay, great. But as you, as you see legalization on the horizon, you know, the, the inevitable will happen, which is they will participate. What does that mean? Uh, participate in agriculture of cannabis or distribution or uh, sales directly? Like, these guys are able to sit it out for so many years. I mean, they're communists. 
I mean, but, you know, but they sit it out for so many years and then, you know, the opportunity comes and now they want to speak up. Uh, and I mean, what, what, again, like, what do you expect from communists, man? I, I don't know what to expect. What should I expect? Nothing. They're not going to do anything. That's the worst. And, um, you know, it's long overdue. I don't want to sound like somebody who's against, you know, legalization of cannabis. I'm not against it either. I don't think it should have been, illegal, should have been illegal, period. It's, you know, it's an unfortunate time we experience in this country where we were a bunch of idiots and morons, and we're like, oh, oh, that's a, a state, you know, number one substance drug. Yeah. Yeah, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, we should we should categorize yeah. it as such. Yeah, of course. But you know, obviously, so maybe, stupid. Maybe that has more to do with, um, I want to say, hemp and all of its derivatives destroying the paper companies and the cotton companies, and they just wanted people to be more controlled. I, you yeah, know, it worked. We kind of like we've kind of understand this as a as a group as a team we're both hippies and kind of the beginning of the the hippie period hippie movement was during the 60s and 70s and they used psychedelics and cannabis and a bunch of other things to open their minds new perspectives and new ideas and you had thousands upon thousands of people that would literally go up into streets disturb businesses for hours because they were not happy what the government was doing. And there was constant problems. They're like, we got to stop this. So we got to we have an idea. We have a beautiful idea. Let's make it a substance one drug so nobody can have it. Genius. Yeah. Really, right. Yeah. Really yeah. Genius. That worked out really well. Yeah. I mean, it certainly hasn't stopped people from using it. Oh, of course not, man. And uh, here we are. I mean, uh, one of the other stories we covered was just uh, the, a potential of legalization of all drugs. And that, I don't know, I've got mixed feelings about that, too. But I suppose... Big supporter of it. Yeah. Sorry, man. Well, don't be. It's, it's okay to, to disagree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, But ultimately, something is on the horizon. Since we're beginning with cannabis, we're going to end with probably uh, meth. Or heroin, um, and well, I mean, sh- I mean, shrooms became legal in uh, in Canada. I mean, it's, to, it's 2018. Yeah, it's happen. It's beginning to happen here yeah. slowly, um, and I'm a supporter of that. But uh, for the obvious reason, it's it helps a lot of people. I can't see how uh, meth helps a lot of people. Um, that shit is so destructive. I've seen it uh, in thousands of people being, you know. In this industry, the, the head shop world is, yeah, like we see all kinds of people. But um, well, look, I mean, if you don't like your teeth, then do meth. That that's just what uh, that's a, that's my me- my message. Yeah, that's a good message. All right, I'll take that. <laughs> yeah. I'll take it and run with it. So let's uh, let's continue the, with the, cannabis and derivatives. Let's just yeah, let's just bang it. Let's okay. Let's bang, bang it real hard. Well, Whoa! you know what? You yeah. you take this portion right, here. Let's, let's go. All right. So, <clears throat> cannabis and derivatives, okay? There are plentiful, but the leaves, and there's also, like, lots of questions regarding the legal standing for some, okay? So, you have, in 2018, we had the farm bill that was passed, allowing farmers to cultivate hemp for the first time in nearly a century. 
So this is like, what, three years ago? Okay. This act alone enabled a multifaceted industry surrounding hemp, cannabis, and much more. Having this legal clarity brought new developments for multitude of products in this space. So, for example of this, you have CBD is the main one that was given the go-ahead with specific guidelines for manufacturing and distribution. The next steps would blow the door wide open to many more compounds and a wider interest in research for other use in regards to other cases and other standards. Yeah, it's uh, it's quite remarkable. I came across a study, a case study today, Ooh. and it was talking about how an 80-year-old woman in the United Kingdom was diagnosed with lung cancer. She smokes a, a pack of cigarettes per week. Sounds like most of England, yeah. Yeah, and... Um, you know, when she found out, she refused traditional um, uh, traditional treatment, but decided to go with, like, hemp oil, uh, CBD oils. She took that for the two and a half years where they continuously um, scanned her, uh, that area of her body to see what was happening with the uh, the cancer. Mind you, again, no treatment, and she didn't change her lifestyle whatsoever. She continued to smoke. She didn't change her diet. She didn't really exercise. She didn't do much of anything uh, to make improvements in this area. But um, the the tumor itself, when she they first discovered it, was 1.6 inches in diameter. When she had finished um, the, I want to say, the, the time period in which they were uh, observing the growth, it was in February of 2021, and it had shrunk to Point four inches in diameter. That's a significant drop in size. So um, many people use it, and this is an interesting thing that I came across. I wanted to share with people, but um, legally, it's it's by far the the one thing that has probably the most clarity in this um, in this area. Well, I mean, one thing one thing that we've spoken about, and kind of what we spoke about in the last episode of Lost in the Groove is the fact and the amount of research that has become available since the legalization and all of this. Right. And as much as people like hearing it or not, without the research and out spending the money in doing that, you can't really understand the benefits and the outcome of the product. You know, it's kind of like, how do you expect to get anything done or get anything fixed if you don't even know what you're working with to begin with. Because, like, think about it. Most people 30, 40 years, 50 years ago, they don't really know what cannabis was. I mean, I know somebody personally uh, that her husband, he smokes cannabis on a day-to-day basis. He has no idea what it is. He's just been smoking it he's since just been the 70s. It? Does he get high? Yeah. So he knows he's getting high. Yeah, I... It's kind of weird because the the stuff they smoke has a lot of CBD in it, and they like had no idea. Oh. You know, I was like, I was telling her this, and she's like, you know, like he gets very creative, he gets very informative, very focused, and I'm like, that's CBD, and she was like, what's that? And you know, I had to like explain the whole process, but we're kind of this is important. We're kind of moving in that direction. Is that generation had no idea what was going on, right? This generation knows what's going on, so we kind of have to kind of mix the generations and kind of mix the information and kind of move everything through and get to that point 
where we are now and then grow on that. So the next generation is going to know more than we did now. Right. And, I mean, ultimately, it's um, the education is the key. But um, the most, you know, the most important is that there's that legal clarity around that. And uh, we're seeing such cases in United Kingdom. It's one person. It'd be great if we can get uh, a million people with Dude, it's the U- similar. Dude, it's the UK. So what does that mean? It, they... They're very cold heart and stoned on the whole thing. Like, I have friends that are in England. They have no plans ever. Like, period. They do not plan on ever legalizing it for medical use. Nothing. Yeah, but they have CBD, clearly. Which is, you know... It's not... So, it's kind of weird, because in the EU, CBD is legal. Under certain pretenses and certain laws... I think that the way that they're doing this is they're getting it from Europe. Probably. And it's probably not a problem because can you imagine they have to go through all the packages to check? I don't really think that they're they're that crazy that they would get to that point. But as far as what I've been told and from people that I know that live there, CBD, medicinal plants, there there's no programs, there's no work by the government to do anything to make it legal. It is 100% not allowed, and you can get pretty high prison sentences if you're found with any of those substances. Well, too bad for them. They might yeah. change. That's a, at some point, they might change. They I don't might. Know. I don't but, know. Uh, at least we're you know kind of pushing forward as a country towards support something. But it's interesting that you mentioned that story specifically in England with that woman that's 80... Yeah, she's 80 years old, man. 80 years old, yeah. And, that's and pretty damn crazy. Near, and damn near cancer-free with CBD. And I think this is one of the great things that legal clarity has brought um, because now we can offer it to people. Again, I'd like to see a million people with similar results. That would be really amazing because at the end of the day, um, the more you know, the more cases we have, the more we can substantiate that it actually uh, is far more useful than what we have been told uh, far more, uh, far more effective than what we have previously perceived, uh, and with that, obviously, you would get more uh, research and development. So I don't know, but um, there's, you know, this is a huge step forward. So you know, we we're kind of we always have this break, uh, and we're gonna we want to first and most importantly understand kind of the period and the piece of where we are now in regards to cannabis. Legalization of cannabis, what, started 1996? At least here in L.A. Yeah, yeah California. California. Started in California. And over time, it progressed to other places. But if you look very carefully at the charts, the timing, what has happened, what has been done, the legality, the understanding, the laws, the regulations have not adapted. They become, they've become more restricted and became more limited to the point where it's become difficult. It's become a problem, a very expensive problem to be a part of the industry because of these issues. So you think to yourself, right, if something like this has become legalized and you've had now a 20-year period, wouldn't things adapt? But they have not adapted. They've just gotten worse 
They've gotten more restrictive. They become more difficult for people to actually benefit from this. It's become harder. I mean, we spoke with David earlier in this podcast and just kind of what's going on in the industry in general. It's pretty difficult and very expensive. And just all of these laws, like I mentioned earlier, like the the problem with transferring from state to state, it's pretty bad. Yeah, yeah, it it definitely has its problems for sure. Um, the uh, the cross border uh, aspect of it um, most certainly is creating problems for some, and it depends on the product for sure. Uh, but uh, this is that time where we got to take that break. Yes. So we'll catch you guys in just a second. And uh, just a quick word from our sponsor, which is Anchor, which sponsors our podcast. Uh, thank you guys so much. We'll see you guys in a few. And we're back, everybody. Yes. To Lost in the yes. Groove. So let's uh, continue where we left off. Yes, we will continue. Where, what were we talking about? Well, we were finishing off with the cannabis industry. Uh, we were discussing about the problems in regards to regulations that go on with crossing from state to state borders, how it's become so expensive uh, to produce cannabis. And, yeah, that's kind of... Uh, Kind of. Wait. What? Wait. What the hell's happening? I, w- I was belching. Oh. I needed like that 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 minute, you know. Anyway, so to kind of you kind of go back with everything. That's kind of where we're like turning off, <clears throat> and I think the best way to do this is to first have an understanding of medicinal plants. Way that we're kind of going in this is we're we're looking at medicinal plants at whole. So that's cannabis, that's kratom, that's kava, that's shilajet, and others that I probably can't pronounce. Or that we don't even know about. That you don't even know about? Or maybe in space. Oh, space weed! No, man. Space weed! Gotta believe! All right, I'll believe for, you your, gotta for believe. your sake. But there we go. When I, th- when I think of space, I, th- you know, I think of uh, viruses. Far worse than C nineteen. Well, uh, you and know, bacteria. In, you know, in space there's radiation. And ra- and radiation, yes. Yeah. So if you want to get cancer, just go to space. Or yeah, or smoke that space weed. <laughs> <laughs> so what's on our list here? So we're gonna go over a few other medicinal plants. I think we're gonna focus more on kratom because that's the one that has the most research, and the most things that are going on now. Oh, le- legally, it's a, it's in a very tough spot. So. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah. But we'll we'll go with that, and then what we'll do is towards the end, we'll kind of sum up everything and put all the fucking shit together, put it in a bowl, mix it up, and smoke it, and smoke it. Yes, and smoke it. I was hoping you'd say that. Thank you. As if we haven't had enough weed tonight. No. <laughs> I probably had like maybe like four or five bowls at this point. But Well, that's good. Yeah. So you're not driving. You'll be all right. <laughs> no, I'm not driving. <laughs> so, Kratom. So, biggest question. Kratom and the FDA, which stands for Fuckers Department Association. Yeah. FDA. I, yeah, I can go with that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'll take it. Yeah. So, I mean, as we all know. The FDA has spent years um, lying about the dangers of Kratom. Oh, my God. How could they? I know. (gasps) And it's public information. It's verifiable. Like, you can go out there, look at what they have uh, 
told you straight to your face and clearly then verify that it's untrue. I told uh, you this. They put cement. They put uh, uh, a binder that helps cement uh, hold and last for a long period. They put that in your bread. Yeah, I believe it. You know what? It was just found out that uh, uh, Domino's and McDonald's were caught using something very similar. Something very similar. It's fucking scary because I just had Domino's recently. I don't eat Domino's. That's fucked up. Well, where else are you going to get two for, you know... uh, Little Caesars. Yeah, $5.99, you know, two or more. Little Caesars. Yeah, Little Caesars is good, but they probably use it too. Yeah, but it's Little Caesars. It's better. Pizza, pizza. Pizza, pizza. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So going on back with what we're we're talking about in regards to the FDA, you know, they have continue to push efforts to ban this plant that many Americans find useful for many purposes. I've done the research on Kratom. I get where they're coming from. I think it's pathetic and stupid if you do a little bit more research on it, where their perspective is. Though they have been unsuccessful for the most part, they have recently taken a new approach on all of this, where recently the FDA sent out a request to the public seeking advice on how to proceed. Aww, you're asking us for help after you fuck us up, give us fucking cancer, and put fucking rat poisoning in our food? You're like, can you help us? What the fuck do you think we are? Like, just a bunch of your fucking lab rats that you could just use whenever you feel like it? Like, is that the point of the American people? It's like, you could poison us! You could fucking poison us from today until fucking tomorrow. That's okay. But then all of a sudden, when you can't figure your fucking shit out, can you help us? Jesus fucking Christ. What the hell is wrong with these people? I don't know what's wrong with them. Are you all right, though? I'm okay. I just get a little political, you know? Holy shit. Dude, man, what do you <laughs> what do you expect? I'm not Nancy Pelosi. Fuck I don't man. have a script written in front of me that's made For- by a bunch of roaches. For fuck's sake, I mean, um, <laughs> I'm at a loss for words for a second, but uh, to be to be honest, I mean, the FDA has been pretty um, uh, pretty unscientific for an organization that's supposed to be fucking scientific. So I, I just, uh, they can do the research, they can see it themselves, but they're choosing to just throw out this nonsense out there um, and people eat it up. Like, they don't, they don't actually do their own research. They're like, the FDA said this, so it must be true. Right. Um, but So in- enjoy your Wonder Bread, people. You-, you trust the FDA, enjoy your Wonder Bread. If you uh, develop any kind of ulcers or cancers in the next 20, 30 years, don't say we didn't warn you. Oh, we warned you. You heard it here first, folks. Well, all in all, the efforts on the ban have been unsuccessful, just like Dave was saying. Uh, but they decided to take a new approach on all this. Um, they, you know, they're asking us how should they proceed, and um, it's never happened before. I don't think uh, in in my lifetime I've never seen the FDA ask the public what do you think about this product that you use every day. Well, yeah, I mean they're a bunch of fucking pussies, so now they're on <laughs> the the ground like a bunch of idiots and morons <laughs> like they are. Okay, and they're like, please. Help us. We fucked you. We've screwed you. We hate you. But help us. 
Well, I, well it gets better. Let me get to this next Yeah, I know. Here. I'm sorry. It's all just, right. Just, I got to... You got to vent. I got to vent. Yeah. Fucking, <laughs> the two things Dave hates the most is Nixon... And commies. Com- well, three things. Commies and the FDA. I fucking hate the FDA. We, we, we have confirmed it. Uh, but like I said, there's more to this story. Of course so, there so, is. So they decided, you know what? We need to take a different approach. This, mm-hmm. You know, this is positive. Uh, we've never seen them do this before. But what we haven't been told and what's going on behind the scenes currently, behind the curtain, if you pull it back, the feds have decided to take the matter into their own hands because wow. they've been unsuccessful locally at trying to get it banned. So they've been applying pressure to the World Health Organization. This is their new approach now to find a way to ban it internationally. Now, the greater issue is how will the WHO decide to handle this matter since uh, it's been put into their court um, uh, on an international level? You know, they, uh, they, they hold quite a bit of influence here, but how much pressure is the U.S. Uh, putting on them? Uh, and is it enough pressure that they would um, just be subdued and kind of give in to what they're asking, at which point it matters nothing. It matters zero that they're that the FDA is asking us for our opinion. Yeah, isn't it funny, though, because they say the feds. So the FBI is involved in this. So now they're doing the DEA's job. I love this. So... The FBI is now the DEA, and Homeland Security is the NSA, and NSA is now CIA, according to this fucking logic, because you have a bunch of FBI agents that are about a plant. So now a plant is considered a murderer that kills 13 people in a bombing, right? So that that's the, that's the same thing. Somebody that that is illegally bringing drugs in from the black market, that's the FBA's job. Okay. Okay. That makes sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. Makes perfect fucking sense to me, yeah. (laughs) That's genius. Fucking five-year-olds can do a better job than this. Ah, well. Sorry. You know, know, this is the thing is that um, through their actions, we look at... uh, we look at these organizations, these agencies, the people that work within within them, the politicians. We say, gosh, they're so fucking dumb, shit for brains, but they're actually very smart. You got to look at what they do, not just what they say. And, you know, what they do is a is, is a pretty clear indicator of, um, dude, of what they want. Dude, this is such – dude, come on, man. So, this is such old – literally old school tactics that don't work anymore. They just – don't it, it may i mean it, this is since it's in in the international court in a sense since the federal government um haven't had any luck locally trying to get it banned they're they are finding these creative ways to um um try to kind of they can't they can't ban it internationally because there's many countries we spoke about this before in southeast asia that this has been a part of their culture for forever forever like International-wise, there are many cultures that use medicinal healing as a part of their culture. You can't ban that. You know what would happen if you ban Kratom? Thailand would be like, no. But it's banned world 
no, we don't care. We'll just yeah. keep on. We'll keep doing it. Yeah, do you like a ban can, our culture? You can grow it locally, anyways. Um, you know, who's going to stop you within your own country? If you're like here in the states, there are some growers of kratom, but the the issue is mostly um, the quality. the uh, The conditions are much tougher to meet. Um, uh, whether they're trying outdoor or whether they're trying indoor. Um, I have heard a lot of feedback. I have tried as well. I've tested some of these products. They're they're not bad, but they're not they're not necessarily the strongest either. That that could also have something to do with um, genetics, right? I mean, genetics matter in cannabis. Why wouldn't it? Not, why would it not matter? Well, this matters in uh, this matters in plants. Period. Yeah, plants. Period. If you look at uh, look at roses. You you don't really always think about this, but a rose needs the right genetics to be able to blossom. You know, if the thorns are blunt, you're not going to have a, a rose that's actually going to grow properly. Really? Every, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. It needs to be <clears throat> it needs to be a strong thorn bush for the roses to actually grow because all the nutrients and all of the properties that the plant needs has to be at a certain level for it to actually bloom. And be healthy. So fascinating. I yeah. love plants. I love. Yeah, I like to. It's garden. not just cannabis. Yeah. This is this is everything. Anything you eat, apples, oranges. Yeah, I like potatoes, to grow food too. Everything. So it's pretty awesome. But just watching the entire experience, uh, working with plants is really really cool. <clears throat> but um, let's uh, let's keep it going here, folks. Hell yeah! And keep it going. so <clears throat> here in the states, that means we have. A choice in the matter, though the FDA wants to make it seem we do by asking us to provide feedback on Kratom, how it's used, you know, why people are using it. Um, but is it, uh, is it really going to matter if, uh, no. if it gets banned internationally? It's, uh, it's like a choke point. They're, trying to, they're just trying to cut off the head. And once they do so, it's going to be much harder to get any of this um, into the country. You're only going to have local cultivators, and it's not going to be that great because of the genetics. I mean, it's this kind of this kind of thing, like with other psychedelics, like you know, like peyote and ayahuasca. But people still get people still going to get this stuff, man. Like I know it's going to be harder, but <clears throat> unfortunately, we are at a point and. We do know this, that we are limited of how much we can control. This is our government. We can't tell them no. We cannot listen to them and do whatever we want, just make sure we don't get caught, even though what they're doing is wrong, but we are limited. Now, that may seem negative, but in a positive note is, as much as they try to take away from us, we still are not limited. We still can get these products. We still can get the stuff even though we are being constrained. And if we have that in our minds, we have a stronger note of saying, you know what? We're going to try to do this or give it our all. We're going to try to stop them. But even if we fail, at least we don't have it permanently erased that we can no longer have it in our lives. Just a little bit of glimpse, glimpse of hope, even if it turns bad. We still have that message. So, on our next list kava. Of, of items, yeah, kava. kava and the legalities. Ooh. It's, um, yes. it's, it's pretty prevalent. I mean, uh, in the States, 
it's still legal. They're banned in some other countries. Uh, it remains available here for the most part. Um, I say, you know, the what's I question like why. Um, and I think it what has did to they do... discover that led to that decision that okay, this is okay to to be sold in the states. I think it has to do with uh, like Hawaii, because that's where I, th- I think you know it kind of deriv- uh, ornates from here in the United States. Is kava is very well established in in Hawaii, and you kind of see this with other industries here in the United States that they kind of allow things to be legal if it's kind of become a part of a standard, a product and availability. Uh, you know, other other examples of this is, I don't know if you know this, corn. I don't know anything. Uh, we have, we produce a lot of corn in this country. Now, not all corns are the same, and actually some corns can actually be quite unhealthy, like popcorn. Popcorn is actually a type of corn. I don't know. Right. Uh, it's not very healthy. It doesn't really have any benefits. It can actually be pretty bad for your body if you ingest too much of it. And it's been shown that it doesn't have any of the properties that like normal corn ha- has. So you'd think that would be a problem, but they haven't banned that either. So I kind of feel like it kind of falls under that category of like, it's a plant, it's a vegetable, it's a fruit. It's not the best for you, but it sells, it's available we don't really give two yeah, shits. Yeah, it's abundant. So, yeah. and that's that's something that uh, that uh, is always taken into consideration. I mean, it uh, reminds me of something else that was said long ago. Why, you know, why cheese sales um, just skyrocketed over a, a period of some decades, and they just, the country just had an overstock of cheese. They needed a way to market and sell it, even though it's really not good for you. Sure, tastes good, but you know, whatever. Fuck you. <laughs> so, yeah, um, you know, again, so I was saying like, what, you know, why is it the is it merely not on the FDA's ra- radar or perhaps is it more to do with its use and lack of abuse when compared to other plants like Kratom? Um, is it because it doesn't have um, addictive properties uh, when we compare it to like some other things, some other plants? Um, so you can find Kava in a lot of places online for starters. But major grocery stores like Whole Foods, which I'm sure you did not know, but you can walk in and ask them, and I'm pretty sure they'll say, yes, we sell it in bulk. They have it in their uh, – Whole Foods has a supplement. They have this online, too. You can check it on Amazon. They have, like, a supplement uh, department. So they, like, have a bunch of, like, different types of uh, supplements, vitamins, minerals, I actually, you told me about this a while ago, and I did the research. They sell actually about sixteen different kava products. Wow, you actually checked it out. Yeah, incredible. I might have to buy my kava there too because I can't find any to uh, to distribute. Um, they have of... some companies that have pretty uh, good reputations. I, I don't really know that much about kava to like in regards to quality and stuff, but the reviews are pretty positive. It's not bad products. They're they're expensive. Yeah, they're very expensive. So. If you're on the website and your eyes go, whoa, I warned you. <laughs> well, well, those are those are retail prices. Yeah. I mean, you know, for, for wholesale, hopefully it's a little more reasonable. Yeah. But, um, you know, I'll have to take a look at it. I'm not really too sure. It still makes me wonder, though. You know, one thing we didn't mention is Kava is kind of new in regards to research compared to Kratom. Yeah. So that could also be another reason. It's 
kind of one of those indigenous indigenous plants where it's not very well spoken about. Sorry to bring psychedelics in here, but this is kind of important. Peyote. Do it. Peyote is one of those uh, Native American plants that's been used part of their culture for God knows how many years. Forever. We don't really know very much about it. I've met Native Americans. They've kind of explained it. I've kind of gone through my journey through it. But there's no research to kind of back off of my experiences, their experiences. Not that it's anything wrong. I'd like to see that. I want to see what it does, like what, it, what makes it tick, what, what's the compounds, what's it all about. That's kind of how I feel we are with kava. We kind of have to break it down and figure out what the fuck are we dealing with? Yeah, I mean, it's just a plant. I mean, what else What else can we really say about it? But but it's to break down those layers. It's to, to see what makes it a plant. I You know, I kind of find that fascinating. Like, you could say something about a sunflower. If you break down a sunflower, what makes it a plant? What makes it bloom when the sun comes up and then closes when the sun goes down? What what attracts certain bees towards its pollen? What makes a stem so strong? What are the properties, the nutrients of this? This is important. So we can, I mean, you're, you're going to a supplement aisle for supplements, right? You're looking for health or an alternative medicinal uh, healing or remedy, whatever you want to call it. You might as well know what you're buying. You want to see the research. People are doing research on all these vitamins and these fucking pills that have cat shit, I don't know, ground it up and put in there and then they're sold. <laughs> but <laughs> it sells like crazy, man. It sells like fucking crazy. You should buy this shit with the cat piss. Yeah, man, it's beneficial. Do it now. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, you know, what what else can we say? It's uh it's a plant. And yeah. the the bottom line is, yes, it uh, probably does need more research, much like anything, but remains legal. There's not a whole lot around it um, as to why. I think you might be you might be closer to the truth, which is it's not on their radar. They're not really looking at it. They're not they don't care. But makes me think as well as, you know, could it also be because it doesn't have that addictive nature or people just don't abuse it? If people were abusing the shit out of kava, um, and uh, eventually I think it probably would make the news just like Kratom did at some point um, or some nootropics out of fucking Indiana that somebody's I mean, abusing. Speaking of nootropics, which is supplements, over quite a number of years... It's been discovered with nootropics as this alternative to boost cognitive abilities. As of now, the government has taken a tough stance on some of these products, okay? But the ever-changing landscape of the nootropic world creators and manufacturers find creative ways to reformulate their products to alleviate the tensions between them and the governing properties. You're talking about the, the communists, whatever you want to bullshit crap. Anyway, most of these <laughs> products would be a mixture of natural or chemical. So some are just chemicals and or, in other words, research chemicals. We had this conversation before, you know, regarding to this mixture of natural or chemical base. So some of the them, these incredibly useful, some of them are n- not as much, but at the main point of today's podcast is to evaluate the state terms 
and the legality on each of these products that people use every day. What we know is that the government doesn't want us to be able to identify anything that maybe is potentially harmful to people if consumed. But the list is, in the nootropic world, is vast and often takes years before any determination is made on any research chemical sold as nootropics. Yeah, that's very true. I mean, you know, it just takes a lot of time and... Um, the most important to note, I'd say, for, for people to, to understand this is that um, uh, in this podcast relating to nootropics and its current state of affairs is that a lot of these chemicals often are sourced from China, which we as a country are very dependent on. It's not... Of course, like of course, not, of course, I mean, we like to take and take and take and shit and shit and shit. I mean, that has for, repercussions, man. Of course, man. And Look what's happening. It's not common knowledge... But the entire world is heavily reliant on China for all drugs or vitamins, including raw materials to manufacture said products. The drugs, the raw materials, the vitamins, all of it. Um, when the issue of like fentanyl came up and it became widespread, people were, were overdosing on it. Uh, finally, the public became aware of it for the first time. Uh, the important aspect of the story was the source. Nobody like really questioned, well, where was it coming from? And it's uh, it's kind of important to um, to ask that question. Uh, I don't even think um, the government really took it that seriously. No, of course they, not, like, they man. Knew that they knew it was happening, but they weren't really that interested. They only they only do it when people start dying. I'm, I'm sorry to like say this. Like a lot more people have to die? Yeah, exactly. It- when people start to die, then they start giving a shit. Yeah, I which mean, is unfortunate, but I mean that's the same for like you know the nootropics world in general is that uh, some of these things take years to define and how they want to approach it legally. But if people were dying left and right from taking a nootropic, they would most certainly um, crack down on that shit almost immediately. Yeah, but isn't that isn't that unfortunate that people have to die to be able to make a change? And uh, some people might say, well, you know, it benefits the cause. You know what? Fuck the cause. Fuck it. Fuck it really hard up the ass. You know, as, as, uh, nowhere else. as Rick tells Morty, I want you to shove it real up your ass, Morty. <laughs> Why don't you shove it up really up high? You know? <laughs> but it, it's the kind of mentality of why can't you do something to take care of your fucking mess before? Why do you have to wait? You know, like... Gosh. I mean, I know, man. I don't know. Oh, man. You're getting me all worked up, Dave. I know, but I like... Mean, all, like, all in all, though, to date, we have seen a lot of legal developments in all of these areas, and it continues to change over time. Many things we use every day, we take for granted without ever considering that, hey, one day, um, we may never have access again. And, uh, yes, it's great that we have legal weed, and that has its own issues. But some of these things actually do help people, and um, they do have a use case. People who use it responsibly get what they need out of it. Uh, But those, it's always the few that ruin it for the many, naturally. Of course. Like that idiot uh, a few months ago that injected himself with shrooms. And I, I was telling you, I was cracking up. They were posting all over on how, like, shrooms can kill you and this and that and i'm like 
the guy injected himself with concentrated shrooms. What do you think was going to happen? What do you fucking think is going to happen? He injected shrooms in his bloodstream. I mean, of course he's going to be fucked up. I would I would question how it is that he you know, he died. Was it cardiac arrest? Was it like what was uh, it? fungus started growing in his uh <clears throat> in his blood vessels. Fuck, he's stupid. He's he's a fucking dumbass. He, I, I that's my yeah, point. Like, I guess I never I never considered that could be a possibility. That but they were they it, were posing. Know, fungus can grow in your veins. Yeah. So well, fungus fungus grows on the human body. We know yeah. this. It also can grow inside of your body. Uh, uh gangrene. Yeah. Uh, the thing that causes your leg to that's fungus that's inside the leg. And, but they were posing this as like, oh, this is why shrooms should be illegal. Oh, that's, yeah. It's just like, oh, man, that's fucking bull. That's ignorant for sure. Who, do you know anybody that takes shrooms and injects it in their fucking arm? I don't know anybody. Do you know anybody? I'm more curious about the concentrated fucking psilocybin. Where the fuck do you get that? They, uh, oh, dude, this is a new thing they have in Colorado. They make, um, concentrated psilocybin. Yeah, it's been going on for years. Where the fuck have I been at? I didn't even know this existed, man. Yeah, they started off in the Netherlands. They make a concentrate that they put in. Um, they put in teas, so like those cafes. Yummy tea. <clears throat> but it's kind of oh. like a, you know, kind of like a funky tea that I think they flavor that shit too. I don't know, man. Yeah, yeah. well, yeah, it's gonna taste like shit. Yeah, they probably. So pro- they better flavor it with something. That sounds cool, though. I didn't even know. Where the fuck have I been at? <laughs> let's go, let's continue with let's this continue. and let's and let's begin to wrap this episode up, so that way we can bring you episode ten next week, and, and then and season blow your, and blow your fucking minds with that and and season four and then season four, which, which is we are excited about. We're very excited. It's going to be a new direction and a lot of drugs. So be warned. Yeah. Be warned. But, but only the good ones. Only the good ones. Only the good drugs. We don't we don't deal with bad drugs. No. Never. No. Just the good ones. O- only the ones that get you a little fucked up. I like mind mind expanding. Yes. That's what I like. So but, Yeah, I mean like this is kind of the thing that we're discussing and we've had decades to do so, right? That the politicians who were in power then are in power now. So what exactly, like, changed their minds? And, what? This, and this is referring to cannabis specifically. Yeah, I mean, you like... Know, we had, we've had so many decades to legalize it, you know. Um, I mean, Biden, like, Joe Biden's been alive since Nixon. So, I mean, he he was around when they made it illegal, and now it is. I mean, like, he's one of many politicians that still are in power. And Scary. You know, you say so. Like, what is the total sum of the benefit to us as these people? Sure, we can be legal, but taxed aggressively. Okay, but will it end there? More and more articles suggest that other much, other much stuff, and other much products, and other much quantities of different things can be affected by this. We spoke to David in the earlier episodes. And it's not just tax. It's not just tax that's the problem. State borders, which I probably sp- said too many times this episode, if you want to be one of those people that kind of figure out how many times I said state borders, 
Leave it down below. Leave it in Patreon. Leave it in our Discord. Links will be in the description below. Whoever does, we'll give you a shout-out. Yeah. We'll definitely give you a shout-out if you can catch how many there are. Yeah, I mean, the board, the, you know. Um, but it's a big problem we deal with. Transporting between, like, uh, imagine you're, you know, two different recreational states, uh, Nevada and Washington, but they can't necessarily intermingle that easily. But no. they do. They, they certainly do. I mean, um, th- this is how CBD, product. So you're right. CBD, yes. So CBD products can be transported? No, no. I'm talking about black market now. I'm ah. saying, like, yes, on a technical level, state by state, if you're going, if you're trying to get product out of Vegas because there's a shortage in Washington, it's kind of tough to do. But on the black market, it's happening all the time. And so there, there's an aspect that can be alleviated a bit. Now, whether you're for or against, that's not really the point, but... Um, Having clarity in these areas would would tremendously help, and the whole point of why uh, we circle back to cannabis in terms of like look at where we are and look at the fact that they're uh, uh, trying to figure out how to legislate this and you know open it up for the country. It's um, it's great, but we there's many other things that could use a similar approach, just an open mind. Um, uh, the the shrooms would be great if that came up next. Um, certain certain nootropics that people are finding very useful, but nootropics lies in a gray area. Um, if it's determined that it's um, too damn potent, they're you know they're gonna probably shelve it. You know the FDA is gonna shut them down. Yeah, I mean you know we're gonna kind of end off with this. One thing we have noticed, especially in medicine is the increase of diversifying the way that we create medicine. And this is a thing that's been going on now for quite a number of years. And I hope it continues, because if it does, we might get to a point where we understand nootropics more. We are able to adapt it a lot better and a lot easier. This might apply to other products as well. But the future... The paving paths that we create today are going to help us to get to that point. So with that, guys, we have reached that time in our podcast. So it's been fun, guys. It's been real. And we most certainly got lost in that groove. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Every Tuesday, uh, well, actually, we might be changing this around, but... Be sure to check out a new episode of Lost in the Groove and our other channels, Jam Bam with Mike and Dave, which is our Patreon-only podcast. Link will be in the description below. Our extra special Shindig Variety Show, which is our YouTube podcast. So all the links will be yeah. in the description. A uh, a poll will be left for you. Participate if you want. And um, it's going to help to vote for whatever topic you may want us to cover in the next season. It's very helpful. You can participate if you want, but um, we'd like it if you do. And also, guys, you know, we have a Discord page. We'll leave a description uh, down below so you guys can check it out and message us. Just message us. We'll try to get back to you as quickly as we can. We want to hear what you have to say. What are your thoughts? What are your opinions? This is a society and culture and community-based podcast. So we're all in this together. With that, thank you so much for watching. 
catch you guys in the next one. Peace.